Breaking, breaking, breaking. This is your host with the most. So have a toast, Leader Johnson. Follow the Leader Sports Podcast. We want to talk Nova. We want to talk Sixes. Let's get to it. Now, I want to, I listen, I was just on Twitter. And y'all know, I got a guy I love to smack up. I love to smack him up. He's just the funnest guy to smack up. You know, sometimes you got to have guys you know you can beat every time. And Don Trav is the one. He's a, he's a Trump fan. <laughs> that didn't explain anything, but listen. Um, you have to look at a lot of things. You have to look at a lot of things. And um, the biggest thing you want to look at is let's talk about... Um, Tobias Harris, Michael Bridges, Iris Smith. Boom, let's talk about this. Now, if we want to talk about, uh, he see, the one thing he, the guy said, Don Trav, was that I said that Michael Bridges wasn't better than Zyra Smith. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. No, I said I wouldn't do the trade over again. That was always the argument. No, I, I want Tobias Harris because comparing Michael Bridges to Tobias Harris is impeccable. That that's that's not even an argument. It's not. So Michael Bridges was the best two way player in that draft. If we didn't go for Tobias Harris, yeah, Michael Bridges would be a good keep. But see, we would have went down as a team. Michael Bridges would not have impacted the team like Tobias Harris is doing. And we, if we have Michael Bridges and with Jimmy Butler, we wouldn't go nowhere like we did with Tobias Harris. It would be totally different. Totally different type of dynamic. Impact would be totally different. Michael Bridges had lots of time to finish to get ready. He had to get amped up for this one year right here. He's starting to have, well, you know, at the restart, he's starting to get better and better. Of course, he's a Nova player. He's going to practice. He's going to get better. I think Bridges can be an all-star. No question. But who we need right now is Tobias, even for the future. He's a better player than Michael Bridges. Michael Bridges, whether he turns out to be better than Tobias Harris, remains to be seen. Right now, Tobias is killing now. He is an impact player now. His resume is big now. You must be stupid to think that. And Zaire Smith, listen, whether he plays for the Sixers or not, he's a good player, good prospect. I think you should put him in there, let him play. But the thing is, if Zaire Smith had the same time Michael Bridges did to just play on a team like Phoenix, who was sorry, have a lot of good young guys, but listen, they're not ready to win. They were not ready to win when Michael Bridges came in. Now, it seems like some young guys, a couple of trades. You got Cameron Johnson. You know, um, they always. I think they'll be a good young team. I think they'll be a future playoff team. I think they will be in the playoffs, and they will be a team to mess with, with Aiton at center and as a young team. No question. You put Zaire Smith with a Cleveland or a Washington or, or Phoenix, he, does this, he makes impact because he has time to mess up like Michael Bridges did. He has time to miss shots. He'll get plenty of shots. With Philly, it's not going to happen. You have you had stars already. You had a Fab Five twice. There was no way Zaire Smith was going to get a chance. Soon is one thing. He came in one that one season and he showed progress. He showed talent on a team like the Phoenix Suns. That would have looked awesome, awesome. But on the Sixers, it's like oh. So it's different. It's totally different, man. You just can't. 
with a team like the Sixers, you get lost in the sauce. I mean, you get Cork Myers getting time. Um, you get other guys on the Sixers bench getting time over Zaire when Zaire was just a young guy trying to develop, trying to be ready. If you look at both of their seasons as rookies, when Zaire got on the floor with Michael, nothing was like separated. And Zaire had a, a good game, you know, but you give him G League because there's no way you can give that guy time. He has to get the G League. You know, you had Mike Scott and James Ennis. You had guys on that team from Trey Burke. You had so many different T.J. McConnell, t- different players that were developing, on, that were ready already on the bench. It was it was no way for Zaire to even get time like that. He would have really had the impact. We're talking about impact, impact. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. He just wasn't ready. He had injuries. But he still showed, listen, which people don't understand, Zaire still showed and had hype. People was excited about his talent from the from the summer leagues he played to the season games he played. He showed he could hit the three, showed he could be athletic. And before he went down, he was scoring 12 and a half points a game because Shake Milton came up from the G League and graduated. And it, it was Zaire Smith's turn, and he was impacting. He was hitting 53% from the field. He was shooting 35 37% from three. And he didn't play this year because of his injury. Once again, injuries. Zaire Smith had an injury the year before. So these are, like, when I listen to people, it's good to toe-tag them because I know all the facts. I know all the facts. What I would have made that trade in a heartbeat. We got a first-round pick. And we got another first-round pick player. We got Zaire Smith. I would have took that trade in a heartbeat. Get you a first-round pick and get you another prospect, talented prospect in a heartbeat. Regardless if they trade Zaire Smith or not, he was a good prospect to get, and you got a first-round pick, which was good enough to get Tobias Harris. Like, there's nothing. Zaire Smith was Michael Bridges straight up? No. Hell no. But you had a first-round pick? Hell yeah. You crazy. Bye-bye. We don't. (laughs) Bye-bye. Michael Bridges was not needed. He was not needed. You're, you're starting your franchise off with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. You got a, a Fab Five full of players. You're trying to get. You had a good team. You had Covington. You had all. The, you was. He was not needed. Not even one bit. We're talking about needed. A guy to plug in. Hurry up, get him. Because as we all know, look how talented the Sixers are. They have cornerstones. So they were looking for a better player than a Michael Bridges. It's just what y'all have to understand. Nova fans wanted him to play for Sixers. Oh, he'd be in Philly. Sixers were thinking bigger, okay? They were thinking bigger. But Bridges is going to be good, just like DiVincenzo is going to be good. I think Spellman's going to be good. Brunson's, they're going to play for a long time in this league. Bridges, I still think, was the best two-way player in that draft. That's just it. I mean, it's, it's probably the easiest argument in the world. I mean, there's no way in the world that, that if you think that's your opinion, but the fact still remains. No, Tobias Harris was great. All that trade was made to get. You want to think about Zaire Smith in a, in a draft pick rather than a player who's accomplished? That's retarded. Easy retarded. Then he was like Antoine. He said Antoine would be a one and done. That's self-explanatory. Antoine didn't even get to play his first year. His injury. Then you talk about Dada. Dada. Dada was playing hurt too. But I think Robinson Earl would still beat him out. Yeah. I think Robinson Earl was just ready 
And but Dada didn't even get as many minutes. You could tell he didn't even get as many minutes off the bench. It was games he didn't even play. He was hurt. So he didn't even get a chance. He didn't have a chance to really battle with Robinson Earl. Because he was already still he's still playing with an injury, still was hurt. So in all actuality, if you want to take one away, I'll take the Robinson Earl. Yeah, Robinson Earl beat him, would have beat him out. He would have beat him out. I think he would have beat him out. But I said Dada, yes, because Dada was the senior. Dada's a, a trust player and all that. But what didn't happen was Dada the minutes that Dada didn't get because he was hurt. I think Robinson Earl still would have beat him, but Dada would have got more minutes. Because it was times that Robinson Earl wasn't tough like Dada. It was a lot of times that Robinson Earl wasn't tough like Dada on defense. But they couldn't t- keep Dada in there that long. Dada just couldn't be effective. He didn't have the same jump, the same bounce. They saw that. But Robinson Earl still would have started at center. So if you, we, we can give, I want to give my guy Don Trav one. Robinson Earl, I'll give him one, no doubt. I, I have to say that, I, looking at Robinson Earl and the way he played last year, he would have definitely started, but Dada still would have got more minutes than what he did. Because we needed him. We needed, I mean, but the crazy part is you'll never get to see that because the season didn't end. We don't know how this team would have turned out. I think they still would have ran and won the championship. I think they were just just so talented. I think Antoine would have eventually kicked in and got some time, especially for the tournament, because that's all Jay Wright was preaching. You know, but it never got to happen. Never got to happen. So, and he still, he wouldn't have been the one that done. Injuries slowed everything down. The only way he would have got a chance to try to be one and done if he go in a tournament, which I don't think would have happened, and just bang out like Don DiVincenzo did, just really had a, a Carson Edwards tournament, that wasn't going to happen. He would have came, he would have impacted, but he wouldn't have impacted like that. Not not the way Jay Wright would have put him in the offense. Nah, not not even close. Villanova offense different from that. He didn't get a chance to practice real good with the offense. Um, so everything would have been like, you know, molding him into that point. Now, another thing. Let's rock with um, Trevor Kills. Trevor Kills, listen. Let's just now. I'm, I've been doing my homework and, and, and more and more. You know, Duke definitely is a, is a school. But the thing is, that's based off Corey Evans in the rival South Corey Evans, all them boys rival. That's based off the fact that yes, Trevor Kills is a top target for Duke, just like a lot of people are top targets for Duke. That doesn't mean Duke is in a, a complete lead. It just means that Duke is right there. If nobody thought, like, at one time I thought Duke was leaning off of him, but, you know, to find out that he's a he's he's an important target for Duke. So Duke is making that move on him just like Virginia. But Virginia Villanova is just as solid as Duke. Now that, I mean, just doing, I had to do extensive, extensive, you know, it, they're all three in the same boat. But Nova, to me, I mean, to be real, and I want to be perfectly clear with this. I think Villanova gets kills. I just want to be perfectly clear. I mean, at first it just seemed like the momentum was, uh, you know, it's a lot of lot of talk, a lot of chatter, because I didn't think that Duke was still hard at hunting kills, because it was just Virginia and Villanova. 
But to look at and, and, and do my homework on Duke and who they're recruiting, they still want Trevor Kills bad. They want him bad. And, and, and Corey says it's not a number one target. That they didn't, it's a lot of number one targets they didn't get. Let's just talk about one. Brian Antoine was one. They wanted Brian Antoine to the fullest bad. They wanted him and Scotty Lewis. And I think Brian Antoine not going to Duke. I think if he would have went to Duke, Scotty Lewis would have went to Duke. Same thing with the Kentucky thing. And he would have went to Nova if Nova actually recruited him and didn't just back off of him and go to Earl. I think it's definitely no question, 100%, you know I mean, to know that. I think I think right now, I mean, I'm just, and I did remember when everybody was like, Antoine the Duke now, and I did my, just look, looking at all parties, Duke recruiting, Villanova recruiting, Virginia recruiting, looking at, you know, uh, sources around kills. I think he's a Villanova. I think he'll 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 take hard looks at all three programs. You talk about North Carolina, nobody else is in contention besides Virginia, Villanova, and Duke. He'll go to one of those three schools. But I'm saying Villanova right now. I just feel like the momentum cr- crushes with Nova. I mean, you can't say one and done with Duke or Kentucky anymore because you never know where those guys will be rated now. It used to be if you go to Duke, Kentucky, you were a first-round draft pick. It's not like that. You're thinking, then you're talking about him being in the 2021 draft. You know, the best school to go to realistically is Villanova because he'll develop into that guy. I think he would be a two-and-done if he had that time, but he won't have that time. He'll be the future uh, shooting guard for sure for Nova. I think Brian Antoine possibly leaves at his second year. I think Brian Antoine gets that starting position. Then you got Justin Moore. Then you got Trevor Kills. Kills don't care about, like, if you go to Duke, you, you're you forced out of Duke. You got to look at it. You could be forced out of Duke. That's the thing about Kentucky and, 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 and Duke. You can, you're forced if because they bring in new classes of, of players every, every year. Excuse me, about to curse. Every year they bring in new classes of players. And, and you're either going to stay there and end up being on the bench and battle and, and probably lose before you even tried. Because you're bringing in high-star players that are looking for their time when they come there. So that's why Johnny Juzang, out of here. He's gone. Boom, he left Kentucky. It's a reason he left Kentucky. It's a reason a lot of people leave Kentucky. Because they know when their other Hall of Players come in, there's no time. You're either going to be on the bench or not. You're not going to get that time that you were promised, that you thought you were going to get. Duke, they're, they're a little different. But... You better watch out. Right now, Vernon Carey and Cassius Stanley and, and Trey Jones are gone. So you got Jeremy Roach, you got Jalen Johnson. You got some guys coming in for Duke. And how many of them guys are going to leave? It's going to be a real he, – he, he, you know, you're going to have to make a real decision. I don't, I'm looking at the draft, and, I, and you look at GJ, DJ Seward, you're looking at um, Jeremy Roach, you're looking at Jalen Johnson. Those are three guys I think could possibly be first-round type of players for the 2021 draft. But after that, it's like, you know, where do you go after that? It's, none of those guys are certified. The thing, not even Seward. To, to me, really, out of that, you look at Jeremy Roach and you look at Jalen Johnson. To me, that could be certified top first-round draft picks for Duke. 
Everybody else is like, ooh. I think only Jalen, especially Jalen Johnson's a lottery pick, and Jeremy Roach can be a first-round draft pick. I think he's a dynamic guard that could be a top-20 first-round draft pick. After that, then what? So you got the possibility of a guy staying there. You're saying there could be Trevor Kills that could get that position? Well, who's this? the thing is, you're looking at these draft picks, right? You're looking at these draft picks. And he'll be in the 2022 draft, my fault. Kills will be in the 2022 draft. Who is to say? Who's to say? Are we saying Kills is going to leave at the one and done with Duke? And if you're looking at who's on Duke's staff, we got to see. I mean, who's on their coaching? I mean, who, who's on their team? We got to see. Because Trevor Kills, we're looking at a, a 2022 draft, is a little bit different, too. It's a little different. We'll just see how things turn out. But that that's a big, I think that's the big momentum they got with Kills. He can be coming in and start because you got uh, uh, Jalen Johnson and Jeremy Roach probably that won't be there. That's the big thing. I think I think that's the big thing. I think that's what they're riding on. Whereas to Kills, he can develop into a, 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 a real pro guard. You go in there right now. Antoine's going to start. You got Justin Moore. Trevor Kills gets time. Colin Gillespie is gone. And so you know there's uh, Trevor, you know there's Daniels. And I think Kills gets time. I just think, I think Kills is going to get the promised time out of anybody out there, class. I can really see Kills getting some time at a shooting guard or point guard still. I think Brizzy could be redshirted. They have a they have a deep if you get five players in that class, I see a guy getting red shirted. You look at Dixon, he got red shirted. I could see Brizzy getting red shirted, keeping that guard of the future back there. Kills comes in there. Daniels leaves after that. Antoine definitely will leave. Definitely will leave. He's not staying past his junior year. Sophomore year is very likely he could go. We just got to see where everything he's going to impact. So scouts are going to be watching Antoine. So you look at it, kills will have his time to shine. It's a big thing. And then after Daniels leaves, then what? Who we got? Got Brizzy, kills Moore. All those guys with time to shine. Kills wants a chance to come in right away and start. It could be Duke. But if he wants a chance to develop into a great pro, it's Villanova. Because you're certified to be a high pick if you come and do something at Nova. Let's look at this chance one more time before we get out of here. Trevor Kills comes to Duke. I mean, comes to Villanova. That'll be the year there's no Gillespie. There's Daniels. And then Antoine will be a junior. Check that out. Antoine will be a junior. I know we got Chris Archer-Giacano in there, but Kills is going to warn. He's going to get that time. It's, it's, it's nothing you can do about it. If he comes in there and shows it, which it will happen, Kills will get that time at point guard and shooting guard.
Antoine being gone, and the year he comes in there, Antoine be a junior, if he's still there. If he's still there, you still got a four-guard rotation with include Trevor Kills. This is what it is. It would have to be a four-guard rotation that would include Trevor Kills. Then the next year, Moore be a senior. Kills will be a sophomore. His junior year, Kills is starting. So he's in a position to be a first-round draft pick regardless. Whether he goes to Nova or Duke. So that's just it, y'all. Listen, I say Nova now. I just think Nova is has been recruiting him so long and, and longer than Duke. You know, that's just what it is. I think people are betting on Duke because they're always saying it's Duke, the machine, but Duke didn't get Antoine. Duke had Samuels on the, on their list. Forget where he was. Duke was a, a – but Samuels chose with Nova. So I'm out of here, y'all. Um, just want to come with another breaking hit, a breaking news here. Villanova is in the hunt and um, – I think they get killed. Out of here, y'all. Follow leader.